Welcome to another episode of the Polytechnicast. Hey everyone, I'm Rob Stenzinger and this is a place where I, I record you know, some journals about the stuff I work on. Um, I find that process really interesting. Chances are if you subscribe to this or even check this out as, um, as a curiosity, you might find some value in that as well. The whole process of, of journaling is that of, you know, looking back and trying to identify things to investigate, to explore, interrogate, <laughs> sometimes to hear cats hiss in the background, if that came on, up on the mic. Um, and that, uh, hearing others explore their process, I have found beneficial and inspired me to start this podcast a little bit over 10 years ago. And okay, here I am. It's been... Well, what can you say? These, these are interesting times for, um, for certain, for all of us, living through a pandemic and all of our arrangements. Um, however, you're the constellation of people around you, family, friends, acquaintances, um, comrades that, that you work together with, what have you. It's wild and um, <clears throat> clearly a, a very different kind of, kind of year. Uh, I feel pretty fortunate to say that this is like no other year. Um, I think most of us would have to be a good bit over 100 years old if we if we'd seen something like this before. Which you know that's pretty awesome. If that's the case for you, um, I hope you are in good health, um, regardless of your age. But if you're over 100, dang, nice. Um, okay, let's see. Journaling, Polytechnicast, why I hit record was, my gosh, I have been, um, so, you know, most weeks I'm, I'm juggling a, a bit of, a, you know, a few different, um, you know, professional commitments. And recently I did a podcast with uh, Jersey Drozd. It's one of the, the bonuses for our patrons on, uh, for Lean Into Art called Extra Lean. And that, uh, gosh, we, we talked about a, a portfolio career. Nice term. I have a portfolio career, it turns out. <laughs> uh, hearing that term, I can, yeah. So it means I have a variety of things in progress. And um, it's not, this is not the way or one way or the thing that I recommend everyone do, but it's it suits some folks. And... Uh, so I, I tend to deal with this in a way that is a, a series of focuses. I focused in the, in the last four-ish weeks on updating a game that I released over 10 years ago now called Guitar Fretter. And it's right around the 10th anniversary as I'm recording this. Actually, I'm a bit late. <laughs> I was trying to get an update to the game done before it turned 10 and it turns out that that was just way not going to happen. And it's, you know, it's for a variety of reasons. I mean, the game's turning 10. It has a bit of an audience. Um, a good few thousand users that, um, you know, some folks have swooped on it when it's been on sale or even when it uh, was free once in its 10-year history. But then uh, plenty of people bought it with, for its, its full price of a whole $2. And the game is meant to make a, a fun, playful experience out of memorizing the note positions on a guitar fretboard 
And whether that's something you do a little bit of custom tuning to, or if it's a four or five string bass or a six or seven string guitar. That's essentially the scope of Guitar Fretter. There's a few different sort of feedback loops in there that are, that are meant to make the game sort of have this ebb and flow of tensions and, um, and, and rewards for, um, I mean, it's, it's a classic sort of arcade game in some ways where you've got these, um, you know, creatures floating down from the top of the screen and you do some matching where they have a name of a note on their bellies and then you press the right position on the guitar fretboard, which there are multiple that match any given name. Through that experience, you will notice some patterns on the guitar fretboard by playing around with it. It's essentially, um, you know, to make the most out of, um, <clears throat> to sort of maximize the experience, it only shows the first 12 frets of the guitar strings, whether it's four, five, six, or seven. But then, um, well, the pattern repeats. Whatever was on the, um, you know, the open string repeats on the 12th fret. So that's one of the things you'll notice that guitar fretter sort of reinforces for you. But then as you make matches, then all of a sudden, you know, you see the note name, but then the note name gets hidden. And then if you make another match at that position, that is indicating you're starting to remember what note is there and you get rewarded. There's more score, there's health that you get and all that kind of stuff. You know, the kind of, um, well, game design feedback loops that reward and provide some sort of, you know, positive reinforcement for um, going through the challenge. That's the essence of Guitar Fretter. And so it's, it's, a, it's both a learning tool and a game. And that's by design. The other thing that it is by design is it uses um, art and characters from a story I created called Art Geek Zoo, The Way of Sound. And it has the, the penguin main character, Pick Wingve. Um, bonus points if you know the um, sort of play on words for guitarist that I'm honoring with that name. <laughs> and then uh, his mystical guitar friend, Crunchy, the guitar. And that isn't a deep story tie-in, but you have these sort of buddies going through a challenge and then level after level, it's like, well, here we go. We're facing another wave. And then they come again and they, they come like faster and there's more of them. And it, it takes more um, matches to complete a level. So there's a gradual increase in the tension in the, in the game throughout um, as many levels as you can make it past. Um, okay, right. There's Guitar Fretter. It has been adopted by individual guitarists, um, guitar teachers, classes of guitarists and all that. And, and I'm really grateful for it because it's like I get, I get to give back on a bunch of levels. I love guitar and I love video games. And um, I'm, I don't know, I'm glad to have made this thing. And I don't like the idea that there's a bit of, um, there's a bit of, hmm, like you put a piece of software in the world and then fast forward 10 years, stuff changes all around you. The, um, it's not like making a chair. It's not like making, I mean, which there are plenty of very difficult aspects of making a chair. Like you want to make something that is going to 
sort of, you know, meet the physical forces that it's, that it will meet for, for many years and have it be comfortable and aesthetically pleasing. And that is a really cool, awesome design challenge. One thing a chair does not have to face though, necessarily is the, um, aggressive evolution of a platform. Your house, the nature of the floor doesn't change where the, where a chair has to sit. The, um, well, it's not that your chair now suddenly seats different creatures. It's typically humans and they're, they're companions, right? You know, dogs and cats, stuff like that. Maybe a lizard, who knows? And that, um, that sort of platform that a chair lives within has a bit more stability than a software platform. And especially one that's sort of tied to a big marketplace. And so there, there's inherently this um, enmeshed ecosystem of business weather that pushes along platforms. And so if you have a game that still works fine and has happy users and continues to gain users and then um, happens to not have been updated for a number of years, the weather is probably going to wear away at your game in some way or another, your, your, your tool, whatever it is, it's probably not going to have a welcome place on that sort of marketplace tied in ecosystem platform thing. And so there's that force. There's also the force of, well, you live and learn and, and have feedback and want to do stuff with this thing. So it's, you know, after a number of years, I've, I've, uh, there are, honestly, hundreds of ideas I want to add to Guitar Fretter. And um, here I am with this situation of, honestly, a platform sending me an ultimatum. I'm not going to name names. and uh, But it's been a couple of years since I updated there. And, and I thought, well, I better get this updated. It's the 10th you know, anniversary, all kinds of great reasons to do this. And I start diving in to make the updates that I, that I, I you know, I, I did a plan. What should I change to make Guitar Fretter a bit fresher, more useful, usable, something to um, thank the audience and also um, just that it feels right? You know, like, like why, why do something if it's only about avoiding getting squished by your, by the, by the platform you live in? It's like, what kind of life is that? Um, yay, my game lived on another year. I don't have to do any, I don't, to, to, to meet that need, all I have to do is recompile the game and submit it to the, plat, submit it to the, through the process. Yeah, the process may have some quirks and stuff that changed. Oh, you need a, you know, this size screenshot now. You may, you may need a new size icon to fit on this or that, but not that big a, um, big of a, of a thing to surmount or, or challenge to meet, but saying it needs to be better. That's, you know, that's where I, I opted into something that was more difficult and turns out what I thought was going to take about two to four days took over four weeks <laughs> because, uh, there's this thing about guitar fretter that, I mean, ever since I released it, it always had these, um, 
let's say high when when you get to a higher high level in the game um it had a point where it would crash and i thought okay you know this is kind of like it's uh like a classic arcade game you get you know pac-man up to whatever level is it 99 or 100 and, and then it will crash maybe that's fine because if you've pushed this game that far then you are really awesome you're skilled you you win right and that's one way to defeat this is to just beat it until it explodes <laughs> and that's kind of the you know the uh, a tentative piece I had with this um, idea that guitar fretter would crash at a certain point. And once in a while, there's there have been releases where guitar fretter would crash a bit earlier than I thought was even reasonable. So then I've, I've done a variety of updates to add more features and performance improvements and all that stuff. But then here I am, you know, 10 years along, into this game's lifespan. And I thought it's just gotta be, it's gotta be better than that. Like where the heck is this happening? So I would um, investigate and test and explore and refine and repeat over and over and over uh, for those weeks. And I would notice, you know, there were issues with the animation code. And then, so here's some things for programmers. If you, you know, some some things to keep in to, in mind if you're if you're suspicious of performance issues, um, if you have a if you have loops if you have loops with nested loops, if you have loops with nested loops within nested loops, this is a thing to consider getting rid of. Can you flatten the processing as much as possible, where the game doesn't have to explore lists of things that much? It's a nice way to sort of think about problems initially when you're prototyping that, hey, let's look at all the list of things happening and make decisions in the game and have rules based on those um, lists and what what's happening in, in each of them. But you, you need to be able to filter it down. So if you're going, you know, you're stepping through a list of things, find a way to filter that. Find a way to do that that as little as possible. That's, another, that's, a, that's a certain situation. Um, recycling objects like if if there's a thing on the screen that's just going to be back on the screen again is there a way to sort of keep that in a queue and and bring it back polish it up freshen it up swap a few things whatever but like keep it around sort of um avoid memory leaks and if you need to destroy stuff make sure it's really gone make sure it's like really you know not being tracked anywhere by accident and let's see if you're like, how often do you need to do things? If, they, if you think like all, or all, all sorts of code in the heartbeat of your game runs in a, in, a, in a loop that is typically based on how many frames per second. So honestly, the fewer things you can do every time through there, the better it will run. And so on, right? So there's a, there's some things to keep in mind if you're trying to make something perform a bit better. And I just had a whole lot of that to fix. And it took me about four weeks to make it happen. And let's see. Along the way, um, like, so one of the things I, I noticed that, that kicked this off was it was a... It was, hmm, 
it's aesthetic, but it's something that matters. So Guitar Fretter fits a variety of sizes of screens. Back in the day when it was real earlier in its lifespan, it would just scale. And then you would never see that, hey, there's, there's a guitar neck, right? The, the place with the wood and those lines across and some dots and then the strings that vibrate above it and then where you push down, that's the guitar neck. And so you, those, those sort of wires going horizontally or what have you are the frets and you touch the string down to the fret, it pinches the wire shorter and now, now you can make a higher pitch tone. Um, well, that's all that was there in the game. The art, art wise, there were strings and frets and it stopped right around. So the, where the, where the frets sort of meet those little twisty things that the, the tuning machines, those are connected on the headstock, right? There's a cluster of them up there. That's one place, one end of where the string ties in. And then it goes down to the other side, which is the, on the bridge, which is connected to the body of the guitar. Those are the two ends where the string vibrates from. Well, I never showed that. I never needed to. You could use your imagination. You know that, that this is a guitar and you never saw the other parts of it. Well, now that there's so many screen sizes and scaling and all that stuff, you would actually see a guitar neck floating in space. Still a fun game, still does what it's meant to do, but I didn't like the look of that. So I've been working on some new, new art assets for a sequel to Guitar Fretter and all kind, that was to get another um, spark toward doing this update saying, okay, this has to look like a full guitar, no matter what screen you have. And knowing that, yeah, the art gets cut off, but whatever screen size you have, however the scaling works, you're you're not going to be seeing something floating in space. You know that the rest of the guitar is there. Or you can assume it because it goes up to the edge of whatever screen you have. So that was a part of the work too. Funny, yeah. Oh gosh, I could go into more quirks as far as that. That was an interesting adventure too. Because of the way the scaling happens, it was a little bit of an odd puzzle to figure out... Um, how to add the guitar stock and the guitar body with, you know, having them always look cleanly and consistently like one big guitar. And that was part of the puzzle too. But anyway, here I am. Guitar Fretter Classic is updated. It has new features to play it on hard difficulty is actually more hard than it was. If you're someone who is skilled enough to know your way around the guitar fretboard, hopefully the game is more interesting to you still. If you're new or newish to the guitar and thinking of the patterns and how the notes and strings are laid out, it's still there for you. It's still there to reward you for picking your way along and discovering how these different notes flow. And um, what else? I mean, cause they flow like anything, right? I mean, it's a, the chromatic scale is, um, is A to G and it, it's, it's 12 positions. And then there's, um, but at the same time, 
that's one thing when you look at a like a piano or a keyboard where essentially it's one long tr- one long repeating string of though that pattern um and then but on a guitar you have parallel strings and it's interesting how if they're four steps or five steps apart how that stuff plays out when when all of a sudden there's four or five six or seven strings it's an interesting thing and anyway a nice thing to practice to to get better at and help um guitar fretter can help you with memorizing so what what were some of my lessons here it was hard along the way like i i made a deal with myself that i completely broke and remade multiple times i thought yeah this this is going to take a few days and clearly a few days after a few days after a few days, this was not going to take a few days. And I imagine you've been in situations like that too with your projects. And some of it is, is finding, finding a way to be at peace with this is going to take what it's going to take. And that is, that can be lame to say like, well, it is what it is and all that. I've, heard that advice throughout many of you know, like all kinds of years ever since I was a teenager and and sometimes well if it is that I don't have the I can't pay that price but I've I've found a way to work the work for iterating on guitar fretter into my day and I was able to string that into more days and keep that going and that's um, that process of seeing I can continue and I know it needs to be what I'm, I believe in where I'm going with it. I believe in the performance improvements, removing the crash issue, removing um, some aesthetic problems, and then a bunch of other issues along the way Uh and he, I even got excited about a couple other features I want to add. Like, I, I honestly want Guitar Fretter Classic to run on, um, like, even the Apple TV. Maybe Android TV, right? That'd be cool. But, like, I need to support um, remotes and game controllers in order for that to, to fly. I dabbled. I, rec- I, I looked into that. Um, it was a bit of a side adventure that I probably, if I was being super strict about investing time into this but it was it was that I was excited and I wanted to um I want this to be fun I want it be to be fun to make and build so some of the stuff I put in my path wasn't strictly necessary but it was fun and I enjoyed it I enjoyed seeing the possibility of even though it's not even ready at all to put into the world but dabbling toward game controller input was kind of neat. It was like, oh, <laughs> I see how this might work. And that's awesome because <laughs> funny enough, I mean, Guitar Fretter Classic is going to have a life that continues. Um, we'll see. I would like it to, you know, reach more people and help them and be be a fun thing in your pocket to have this little um guitar chart that's interactive 
that is a game if you want to opt into the the risk and the danger of of like an arcade experience with guitar and uh it's like my 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 first decent published public game and i'm just proud of it so i believe in sticking with it so i will more to come in the story of guitar fretter and a lot more to come in the story of its sequel where that's being built on a whole different technology that i've actually mentioned quite a bit on the polytechnicast in the in recent years which i'm building that using unreal instead of the uh, corona sdk which still powers guitar fretter classic and uh now what's funny is that whole platform um it's not funny but like the business for that went away it was a um you know like a like a piece of software that you would go buy and a company with investors and employees and all that stuff were were you know making it work and selling it to the world but then you know i imagine the competition of other things like unreal and whatnot and uh unity made made that really difficult and i I haven't kept up on what was happening in their world, but I noticed this year that they have gone open source and are now known as Solar, 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 Solar 2D. And it's a really cool platform. I did not, that's, that's, this, I guess my final point for this. It's a really different experience. If you take a project and you think, Okay, project, you've been around. You're a real thing. You're finished. I'm going to make a little difference and, and make an update to you. And it's only going to take me a couple of days. That's a really different thing than saying, I'm going to get into understanding all these choices I made 10 years ago into a great level of fine detail and evolve it and make new design changes and all that stuff at a fundamental level. So, you know, I really brushed up on my Lua script because that's the coding language that, that you use in Solar 2D. I brushed up on all kinds of things in that, in, the, in that environment. And, and honestly, I don't feel like it was a waste of time. I like it. I think it's a tool, it's a, it's a tool that I believe in that is useful for some things. I don't think it fits for where I want to go with Guitar Fretter um, Deluxe. That's the placeholder name for now. Guitar Fretter Deluxe is going off in a different direction with different effects and design choices and stuff like that. It is meant to support even more platforms coming out of the gate. So Unity is a stronger choice in that case. Oh, gosh. This is a long update. I could go on longer. It was, it was, quite, a, it was quite a four weeks. And what I want to say as, uh, as a takeaway from this is when you're working on the thing and you're having that debate with yourself of, I want to be done. I don't want to do this anymore. It, it helps to find other, other voices and perspectives, even if there are only ones in your head where you can say, well, why am I doing this? And is this going in the direction that I think is important? Do I believe in where it's going? 
Do I want to do, to, to do this? Do I believe in where it's going? And do I think that how I'm working on this is it really going to help me get there? Because stuff can be pretty broken and need a lot of change and improvement and refinement. And so when you're in that situation and you're sim- simply looking at like a pile of like, this ain't ready versus where you want it to be, that can be tough. And um, I have that conversation with myself. And, and I thought, thought about it many times over those four weeks. Um, so it's, it's like one of the options is, yes, you believe in it. And yes, it's, this is the right how. And the, um, you know, it, it is panning out. But then if it's not, then, it's, then those are other things to investigate and ask, well, do I think I can make this work? And if I can't, then can I change what this is? And if, if I can change what this is, then, then can I be confident in how I can get to that new definition? Because I could have stepped back and said, okay, guess what? All of this pain, all of this challenge, set it aside. Um... I'm using, you know, Git as code versioning. I could have stepped all the way back to step zero, recompiled it, and resubmitted it. <laughs> then not worried about any of that, that other stuff. And I think there's, there's a, there are equivalents for other kinds of projects, for writing, for, for, um, for illustration and comics and all that. It's like, where can you step this back to and... Is, is that a, does that help you at least keep going? So food for thought. All right. This was a bit of a long polytechnicast and I'm Rob Stenzinger and, and, uh, yeah, that's how journals go sometimes, especially when you've held in a lot of journaling for like more than four weeks <laughs> and if you have any questions or reactions or ideas, uh, I'm reachable on the on the different social networks. It's not the best way to get a hold of me, to be honest, but uh, but it works, right? I mean, what the, what the heck? They're social, and they're networks. And uh, I'm Rob Stenzinger in all those places. But then uh, via good old fashioned email, you can reach me at rob at shieldsstenzinger.com. Thanks for downloading this, and thank you very much for listening.